Hello, everybody, and welcome to another podcast episode of the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where we're convinced resilience in leadership is not simply a good idea, it's required. I'm J.R. Briggs. Well, we've all heard about the term servant leadership, right? It's been around a long time. It's a trendy buzzword. And it was made popular by Robert Greenleaf's classic book by the same title. It's a great book, by the way. I highly recommend it. But you know, it's, it's easy to talk about servant leadership. But can we be honest for a moment? When we look around, it's very difficult to find servant leaders today, isn't it? Part of the reason is because we don't have many good models from which we can learn from. It doesn't come naturally to us. But servant leaders possess certain undeniable qualities. They embody certain things such as a a centeredness and a confidence that their identity is not rooted in their performance. They lead not for performance, but with an orientation to lead for development of others and of themselves. It also requires a mindset that is others focused. The priority among servant leaders is not on themselves and their own advancement. Instead, it's on other people's success. They have learned the secret of outstanding leadership, that success equals generosity. They are generous with their time, their attention, their schedule, their resources, and they're generous in sharing the lessons that they've learned about leadership and want to pass them on to other people. They possess humility understanding that it is not about them. The arrows are pointing away from themselves and onto other people. Servant leaders also possess a patient, long-term perspective, realizing that it's incredibly inefficient in the short term, but incredibly effective and powerful and impactful in the long term. Because servant leadership is so important, I want to offer three questions today for us to consider in our time. How we answer these three questions will determine a great deal about our own leadership and our posture, and it will reveal our motives that we have about leadership, and it may even expose some things in us that may be hard to face but are necessary to address. So here are the three questions about servant leadership. The first question is this. When it comes to servant leadership, is it better to be a servant who leads or a leader who serves? Let me ask that again. When it comes to servant leadership, it is, is it better for you to be a servant who leads or a leader who serves? Now, because this is such a crucial question, I want to take a moment. I'm actually going to pause here, and I'm going to have you reflect on that question silently. No, it's not simply nuance. It truly matters. So take a moment. I'm going to give you 10 seconds of silence on this podcast for you to consider That question, is it better for you to be a servant who leads or a leader who serves? All right. Do you have your answer? Well, let me tell you about when that that question was asked of me. I was 22 years old, and my mentor at the time in Colorado Springs was Tom Yakely. He was the director of leader development for the Navigators. And he asked me that question over a burrito in a Chipotle in Colorado Springs one afternoon. And I never forgot the question and I never forgot his answer, which leads to the second question. What's the difference? Well, he said this. He said, it is better for us to be a servant who leads than a leader who serves. Why is that? Because if you have your identity rooted in the fact that you're a leader, 
What happens when you're no longer in a position of leadership? If your identity is that you're a leader and you're no longer leading, it messes with your identity and it can absolutely become devastating. However, if you are a servant who leads and you're taken out of a position of leadership to do something else, either permanently or in the short term, your identity does not change. You remain a servant no matter what you do. We might now become a servant who is a plumber, a servant who takes out the trash, a servant who makes deliveries, a servant who does a wide variety of other tasks and responsibilities. Regardless, we still remain in our identity. While our role, our tasks, and our official responsibilities may change, it's not completely devastating because it doesn't mess with our identity if we always know that we're servants. Maybe instead of calling them servant leaders, we should call them leading servants from now on. Well, let's look at the second question, and that's what's the difference between the two and why does it matter? Again, our identity is more important than our activity. Who you are is more important than what you do. Maybe you've heard that before, but sadly, many leaders will say this, that who you are is more important than what you do. These these leaders say this. In fact, they say it with frequency and with conviction. And yet, I've worked with many leaders who say that, but who actually believe that who they are is contingent and reliant upon what they do and how well they do it. This is really difficult for leaders to grasp, especially male leaders. But the best leaders I know, the greatest servant leaders that I know, find their identity outside of what they do. Of course, I've shared before how my faith informs all of my leadership. And as a follower of Jesus, I'm convinced that there has been no greater servant leader in the history of the world than Jesus. In fact, in the Gospel of John, it says that Jesus, with only a handful of hours before his death, met with his followers. He got a wash basin and a towel, and he knelt down and he washed the dirty, smelly, disgusting feet of his disciples. In that culture, that task was something that only slaves did. Jesus modeled leadership for his followers and said, the best way you can do this is by washing other people's feet. And he said, go and live that way too. I graduated from Taylor University in Upland, Indiana, almost 20 years ago. At commencement each year, Taylor continues an important tradition by offering a gift to their new graduates. The university gives everyone a diploma that they've earned, but they also give them a towel. Graduates earn their diplomas, but they take up the towel. To take up the towel is to embrace a life of servant leadership long after graduation. My towel, which I still have, hangs in my office as a reminder that my goal in leadership is not to gain more power so I can control others or tell people what to do, or try to claw or climb my way to the top of the ladder. Instead, my job, my role in leadership is to live following the example of Jesus who served others. Now, let me say this as clearly as I can. If serving others is below you, then leadership is above you. If serving others is below you, then leadership is above you, which leads to the third and final question. If you're to be a servant who leads, what will that require of you? 
make no mistake, it will require something of you. Servant leadership sounds great. It's the buzzword. It's all the rage, even in the business world. Leaders, we can talk a great game, but to actually be a servant leader is something entirely different. It will require something of significance from us. We will have to do the inner work to address our idols of security, comfort, and control. Those areas of our lives that we protect at all costs because they are too precious to us. To be a servant leader will most assuredly require that there will be times we have to give up convenience, position, preference, power, and maybe even platform. It will mean we will be misunderstood. People might take advantage of us. We might not get that promotion or that praise or that recognition. And let's be honest, these are difficult things to give up. But the servant leaders that I know have a different scorecard than simply climbing the ladder of success. They see it as a race to the bottom in order to serve no matter what. They understand that generosity is success. If the end goal of leadership is to prop ourselves up so that others can admire us and we can gain more power and recognition and notoriety, then let's be clear here. Servant leadership is not for you. But if the end goal of leadership is to offer ourselves and invest our lives in a purpose larger than us and to empower and give dignity and worth and value to those that we lead, then servant leadership is exactly what we need to be pursuing. A leader who serves or a servant who leads, it's not simply nuance. It's not a fun little play on words. It's an entirely different orientation and a shift in how we think about leading others. And in a constantly changing world, this requires leaders to be resilient. There is no greater posture leaders can take right now than that of being a servant. Remember, if serving is below you, then leadership is above you. Well, thanks for joining me today. And thanks as always to Joel Limbowen, a servant leader in his own right. Joel produces all of the podcasts on this episode, on, on this podcast, including this episode. So to know more, you can visit him at onalimproductions.com or check out the show notes for more information. Leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning. And remember, it's more important to be a servant who leads than a leader who serves.